Hello and welcome. This is a parallel event to the United Nations Human Rights Council's 49th session, and it is entitled Free to Convert, Practice, and Profess. Today's event is brought to you by the Abolish Anti-Conversion Laws and Apostasy Panel Penalties Coalition, which is consisting of UN ECOSOC accredited organizations, Jubilee Campaign and World Evangelical Alliance. We are also co-sponsored by non-accredited NGOs, the Religious Liberty Partnership, Set My People Free, Christian Freedom International, St. Charles Institute, and uh, we appreciate all those who are co-sponsoring this event. My name is Anne Bewalda. I'm the Executive Director of Jubilee Campaign. Before I introduce the first speaker of our event today, I will provide a brief background of the situation we will be discussing. Despite international consensus on the need to abolish immediately and unconditionally blasphemy laws, apostasy laws, and other legislations which infringe upon the individual's right to manifest their freedom of religion and belief, as, which includes the right to change one's religion, at least 70 nations worldwide criminalize blasphemy. Approximately half of those are majority Muslim nations and 22 of which similarly criminalize apostasy, which is leaving one's faith. And uh, these laws are in contravention of international standards. In today's event, we will be discussing three countries in particular in which apostasy and or blasphemy laws have been used to persecute and imprison innocent faith minorities. We will focus on Algeria, India, and Nepal. In Algeria in 2021, a Christian man, Ahmed Sadoud, was charged with blasphemy and sentenced to one year in prison for a Facebook post he had made at least three years previous, as well as Pastor Rashid Sagir, who managed a Christian literature bookstore, who was sentenced to a year in prison for selling, quote, publications undermining the faith of Muslims, unquote. In India, 10 of the nation's 28 states have now enacted legislations that allegedly counter, quote, forced religious conversions, unquote. But these laws have been used by radical Hindu extremists to prevent legitimate conversions and interfaith marriages and arrest those engaging in uh, legitimate conversions. And in Nepal in 2020, Pastor Kashev Archaya, was charged with blasphemy and proselytism after a video went viral of him praying with his congregation for an end to COVID-19. Our speakers today will address the Ford climate in each of these countries. This side event is convened to raise the voices of those affected by laws and practices that punish individuals for leaving or adopting another religion and address how policymakers can work to return uh, the tide and encourage more states to repeal the blasphemy laws, apostasy laws, and relevant legislations in light of the suffering these laws cause and the results 
the resulting violations of their basic human rights. Our first speaker today will be Pastor Youssef Orman, Vice President of the Algerian Protestant Church and founder of House of Hope Ministries. Pastor Orman has witnessed many of the churches associated with the Evangelical Protestant Church uh, being arbitrarily shut down and closed by authorities. And he's a vocal advocate for the reopening of these churches and for broader religious freedoms in Algeria. Pastor Orman, the, the floor is yours. Okay, thank you very much for uh, having me at this uh, meeting. And actually, just yesterday, also we had a very uh, sad uh, story where with three others, he has been sentenced for two years, 18 months in prison, just yesterday, and the other three others with him as well. They have been sent sentenced for six months in prison with a fine between 50,000 dinars and 200,000 dinars. So this is still going on. And actually we were very surprised the, the way that the, the verdict has come. And he was accused of stimulating and encouraging people to, 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 to meet and also to, uh, to, to uh, protest. Well, it is not true at all, but this just happened yesterday. So we're still, uh, you know, very much a big challenge here and battle with the uh, with the Argentine authorities. And myself, actually, uh, I, I, I came to faith back in 1980. I was born and grew up in a very conservative Muslim home. And over the maybe 20 times, I have been interrogated and questioned by the police and I was also sentenced, sentenced for three years in prison, but because of a lot of pressure from overseas, I have been acquitted, but uh, I'm still <laughs> facing a lot of hassles like many others as well. And unfortunately, uh, the Algerian government, you know, for them, because all our churches and all our pastors and leaders, they were all Muslims, they were converted from Islam. So for them, it's a big shame to have these converts from Islam being very vocal, very active, and also they have been trying so much, you know, to, to, to stop what's happening. But unfortunately, back in 2006, which is March 2006, the ordinances of, uh, that has come and actually was meant, it, it has put in place mainly to, uh, to persecute the, the Argentine Christians. So uh, just to give you a little, uh, one of the articles, it says, you know, we cannot shake the faith of the Muslim in our country and shaking a faith of a Muslim in Algeria, it means that if you witness to him or to her, or if you give him something to read, or even if you do something good, if you feed him or you know buy from him medicine and his Muslim faith is shaken, you will be in trouble. And that's actually what they, are, what they are using now, these ordinances of March 2006. And if you are a church leader, you can end up in prison between one to three years, a church member up to one year at least with a fine, up to $10,000, $8,000. So this is what we are facing with this law. And actually we have been battling so much with this advocacy, but uh, this time it looks that the Argentine government is really you know, uh, uh, firm that the, one of their goals, actually their goals is to shut down all the churches in Algeria. And since January, 2018, they have been closing churches. And up to today, we have 20 churches has been closed down by the authorities and including three other house churches has been stopped. 
asked, I have been asked to stop their activities. So at the moment, we have a lot of believers now that are a little bit lost and also without any church activities, church services. And actually, that is the, the, the aim of the government is to make the churches weak and the Argentinian Christians, of course, become weak and maybe also they can give up their faith. So we have been, uh, we have had a lot of challenge. One of the challenges as well, you know, since 2014, we have been trying to renew our, our license, you know, the church license that has been uh, given to us back in 1974. But this time they have put new law to make it hard for us since 2014. And we are still in the same position because according to them we are illegal because we don't have the new license. Although we have uh, did all what they work, all the paper that they asked for, but unfortunately we, we, we still, our license has been renewed. So for them, as I said, we are illegal to exist in Algeria. This is why they found the good excuse to come and close down our churches. But anyhow, we have had so much court cases, so many actually, Hamid is serving five years in prison, not just one year, and many others as well. They are in, in, in a big you know, uh, problem. So you can really, uh, I appreciate very much, of course, Jubilee campaign and, and uh, let me be free and many others in Middle East concern and many others who are really advocating and putting more pressure, but actually this is what we need at the moment. So we'd like to encourage you to continue to, uh, to uh, put more pressure and advocate for the Argentine church. But in our side from the Argentine church, we have overcome fear long time ago and there is no one the church in Algeria can stop or can seize because I thank God for the amazing movement of the Holy Spirit that is uh, working here. And we have seen many, many, many converts, even up today, we have seen many Muslims coming to faith. But anyhow, for them, for the Argentine government is a big shame, but for us, it's a joy and God is in control and is always sovereign. So thank you for having me. And we will please continue to, to pray for us, mobilize others to pray, but also advocate for us as well. God bless you, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Youssef, for sharing from your heart both your personal experience in Algeria, as well as the suffering of those who have been punished for changing their faith. Thank you for presenting the challenges currently in being faced uh, by many uh, in Algeria, particularly the imposed licensing restrictions, which have now caused the closure of 20 churches. This is in contravention of international norms and standards. And we support all those in Algeria who are seeking a freedom uh, to, uh, to worship together, which mm. currently has been restricted and restrained. And uh, we will continue to, um, to raise this, this plight, including the court cases, fines, and other challenges that you're facing. Thank you for sharing about those, and mm -hmm. uh, we You're are welcome. standing in solidarity with you all. Thank Our you. next speaker is Ms. Tamina Arora. She's a director of Alliance Defending Freedom, ADF in India, as well as the general secretary of the Christian Legal Association in India. Ms. Arora is a prolific writer, having published more than 30 articles uh, on various human rights issues, and her area of legal focus is on human rights, minority rights, and constitutional law. Ms. Aurora is passionate about offering legal assistance to South Asian Christians who are targeted by the law of their faith, by the law 
uh, on behalf of their faith that they're, that they're facing. Ms. Aurora, we'll welcome, we welcome you to share your remarks. The floor is yours. Thank you very 